Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to This Week in Bitcoin. Today is July the 26th. 2019 strong hand having hype unconfiscatable one bitcoin equals one bitcoin bitcoin is the next bitcoin your home for insider bitcoin information no fancy no fancy sets or graphics here just hardcore information be in motion like these two guys are okay so you definitely recognize one of these dudes ty zen oh you guys are screaming no not ty zen <laughs> he's gonna say what he's gonna say. Then we How got a dude. Like we How got a guy, Samuel Armis. Samuel Arms, excuse me. Samuel Arms is coming in from Florida. He is the uh blockchain and legislative affairs director, the uh president, should we say, of the Florida Blockchain Business Association. Is that is that correct? That is correct. All right, dudes. So he's got he's got a lot to say. He's going to give us some insight on Florida. And so these two guys have dealt with the government in various ways in their lives. They can discuss that if they want to. Um, so it's going to be some unique perspective on all this government stuff that's going on. So Tizen, I'm going to start with you because you tweeted out something. You were disappointed. You heard uh, you were watching the hearings last week, the government hearings that were about Libra and cryptocurrency. And one of the uh, congressmen said. He referred to altcoins as I can't use the word as a dirty word s coins, and this 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 troubled you. This this troubled you, and you you uh, I don't want to put words into your mouth, but you you didn't yeah. think the hearing was good for altcoins. What was the hearing good for? What was it bad for? No, no, no. It's not that the hearing is not good for altcoins. The hearing is not uh, the way that, and it was and specifically regarding a the question that congressman. I don't know what the congressman's name is. And then uh, um, he asked this uh, young lady um, something. I, I, it's hard to pronounce her name. Something Mirror Demore or, or something like that. Oh but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, he asked her, uh, you know, uh, about you know these altcoins, but he didn't use the uh, word altcoin. He used a derogatory term for it. And he was so proud that like he knew the lingo, you know, of cryptocurrencies. And the the young lady answered, um, and and she didn't like disagree with him. Like she didn't agree with him either, but the way that she responded implied that she agreed with him. You know, and basically, you know, the, the congressman basically asked the question like, hey, you know, is, is Bitcoin the only coin or is that the real coin and everything else is just a bunch of garbage coins, you know? And, and she didn't like outright say no, but her response implied that, you know, like uh, uh, basically you know, Bitcoin is decentralized and all these other characteristics of, of Bitcoin that we all know and love, you know, and and by neglecting and by not correcting his statement, it actually hurts the entire cryptocurrency market. And, and people forget this, that the that Bitcoin is the first and the, the original cryptocurrency. But we have to, you know, accept the fact that there's over 2,000 coins on the market. Whether we like those coins or not, they make up the market. And to disregard all these coins, so by doing that, we think that we're doing a, a justice, a good service to Bitcoin. But we're actually, which she did. She did a good service to Bitcoin, but she actually hurt the entire cryptocurrency market 
because all they're going to see is they're going to go back and see, hey, man, look, all these 2,000-something coins are garbage. And there's one coin in there called Bitcoin that's good. They're not, they don't know the history of Bitcoin. They don't know all this stuff, you know. And it, to me, that, that is not good for crypto. If, if she said, hey, you know what? I don't know about these other coins, you know, but the, the majority of the community or she likes Bitcoin and she doesn't care about these other coins or something. I can see that. You know, I mean, like a neutral response, but by by basically she she didn't agree with, but by her response implied that she agreed with him, and that's not good for crypto for, in, okay. in the long run. That is not I good. Mean, you think that? <laughs> so you think that the government will, uh, in terms of it not being good for crypto as as it, as a marketing thing, or that the government's gonna say, well, Bitcoin is better than all these other ones. We're gonna crack on the others and just forget about Bitcoin. No, 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 no. That's not how the U.S. government works, man. That's, that's not how the, I've had lots of dealings with the U.S. government. You know, you know, yes. um, I've been in court more times than most human beings in America. Yeah. Okay. So, so, yes. so outside of like you know the people that work in court. Okay. So, I can tell you this: they're not gonna look at this one coin out of twenty-three hundred coins and say that, oh, let's make all the laws so it applies to this one coin. When they go to Congress, when they look at it, they, they make laws and they, they, they create legislation that affects the entire community. They don't just make laws just for one coin. That's not how the U.S. Uh, uh, lawmakers work, you know? And, and sometimes we can be biased about a particular coin and we want them to make laws just for that coin that favor us personally and just kill the rest of the other coins. But that's not how legislation works in America. All right, let's let's get uh, uh, our guest from Florida who has worked for the government before. What Samuel? What 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 was your take on the hearings here? Well, overall, I mean, so I get that point, but I would say, like, within the context of the hearing, right? I think so. Warren Davidson from Ohio, who sponsored the Token Taxonomy Act, he's the one who who said S coin, and I believe her her last name is called pronounce Meltem. I know it, I always want to say Metalman or something, but I've heard it's Meltem. So I think the context is that she definitely appears to be a kind of Bitcoin maximalist. Uh, that's where, but I know she runs an investment firm that I think uh, deals with a bunch of different cryptos. But her main point, I believe, uh, was that Libra, she said, is not a cryptocurrency um, by definition. And so kind of to counteract that, she was comparing it to Bitcoin. And then for some reason, Davidson, I guess trying to be cool or right, brought up the S coin term, right? Um, but but within the context, I mean, I think what, what I'm encouraged to see in the hearings is that they seem to be targeting Facebook and not cryptocurrency as a whole, right? And I think that's a good takeaway. I mean, obviously I agree with you entirely. I don't think when we're doing kind of regulation, obviously you don't want to focus on one one coin, you want to focus on the industry as a whole, right? Absolutely. But within the context of this hearing, I think specifically Meltem uh, was just comparing Libra to what is believed to be, uh, in her opinion, the best cryptocurrency, which is Bitcoin, right? Now, whether she's right or wrong, we can debate that, but within the context, I think that was her point. Um, but overall, I mean, I think, and I was, so I was in D.C. during that week. I, I was attending various uh, meetings with different um, associations that run on the, the U.S. level and the global level. 
And it was very interesting because there seems to be a divide, I think, in the crypto community over projects like Libra. So I hear the argument that one, Libra is good because big companies are innovating. You now have big tech getting involved in, in the banking sector. So now you have big competitors to big banking, but then you have kind of the other side that says, wait a minute, um, do we really trust Facebook at all? Uh, do we trust some of these other players? Um, you know, I, and I see that all over Twitter. So I, I think the hearings were good in the sense of trying to separate uh, Facebook from the cryptocurrency industry. I myself have skepticisms about Libra. I mean, I hear the argument that it, it'll be good in the long term for adoption, but uh, I personally am no fan of Facebook's practices and, and you know, their use of user data, right, at the ignorance or behest of some of their users. Um, so I, I, although I'm a fan of innovation, I also wanna, wanna look at who these people, who's behind the innovation, right? Uh, so it's an interesting week. And of course, I think there's another hearing, one on July 30th in the Senate on cryptocurrency. Yeah, so we're gonna have to go through all of this again, the hype and the FUD, et cetera, et cetera. Everyone else for next week, pound that like button. Uh, Ty Zen, you are a man. Everyone knows you're a trader. You trade, you trade yeah. coins. And of course I tell people, you know, don't do that. I have, I have the strong hand. I just hold on to my Bitcoin. But you, you'll trade anything as long as you can make money. And so what do you think about Libra? Would you buy that? Would you flip it around or? Maybe this... before I answer the trading question, uh, yeah. Adam, um, I just want to add something to what Sam just said, you know, that, that I agree with, you know, uh, uh, and thanks for clearing up her name, uh, Meltem. Um, um, you know, when, when she said that, um, when, when you said that she invests in the other coins and stuff, to me, that's, that's kind of uh, uh, not being genuine that, you sit here and agree with the congressman that these coins are garbage coins, but here you are managing or, or, or investing in other coins outside of Bitcoin. So to me, that's being a hypocrite. Uh, that, that, that's, to me, it's outright hypocrite. If you sit here and, and you agree with someone that these altcoins are not, you know, are garbage, but here you are, you personally invest into these other coins, to me, that's a hypocrite. Well, she, you know? I mean to get to get in front of the government to get to to get there as a representative uh you, i don't know uh I, you got to be pretty corporate you got to be willing to say what you got to say to get in front of us okay, so well then it doesn't you shock me you, you shouldn't be up there they should have you up there then they, well, they, no, they would never but they would never have someone like that that's the point and that's that's the broader question here ty does it matter what the government does does it matter what the government does because it, i don't think the best representatives are no, in front well, of the government. what i'm saying is that if you're going to be up there representing the community and speaking on behalf of the community you know don't don't do one thing and say another thing have you or tone days up there have a real bitcoin maximalist up there don't don't have a bitcoin maximalist uh, don't have somebody up there that's talking about, you know, on behalf of Bitcoin or supporting Bitcoin and talking, you know, uh, just, uh, you know, and supporting what they say about the, the other altcoins when you personally invest into it. To me, that's 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 well, being a hip. Okay. I would I would say, unfortunately, like we as a community don't, you know, I would love for more uh, educated people to be up there. Uh, yeah. I think she did a, a decent job, but before this hearing, I had no idea who she was. I think she yeah, in the I, industry I, overall. I think she did us pretty good, at least better than the other alternatives, because we had people outright saying that cryptocurrency is just used for crime. Unfortunately, like if the community yeah. could vote 
for who yeah. to put in front of Congress. It probably wouldn't be her, but we don't get in those kind of decisions. I don't know yeah. why she specifically was up there, but you know, someone who is actually representing the community would probably just be saying to abolish the Federal Reserve the whole time. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, no, you know, it, we don't get the pick. The, the, the other thing too is that, you know, these people, to me, some of these people in the crypto community that are excited about Libra coin and Facebook coin, you know, I don't want to get rated R on this show, you know, because I know you like the PG-13. But to me, they're a bunch of fake crypto enthusiasts. And, you know, normally I would not say, I'd say fake, but it wouldn't be enthusiasts. I'd say something else that starts with an A and ends in SS, you know. But, you well, know, and to me, they're not real because if you really truly understood Bitcoin and what it stands for and what it's supposed to do and what cryptocurrencies are supposed to do, if you understand what immutability is, you if you understood what decentralization means, Right. You if you understand what permissionless means, you would not give a crap about Facebook's Libra coin. The fact that somebody out there, especially if they're supposed to be a Bitcoin maximalist or a crypto maximalist or or hardcore or they're supposed to be an OG of crypto. And they're over here, you know, jumping for joy because Facebook is coming out with a better version of Venmo or PayPal. And, and they're using, you know, the, the clearing and settlement technology that's used in Bitcoin to help clear and settle their transactions faster and more accurately and more securely, then, then to me, they are not a real cryptocurrency. They're like, they must not really understand what immutability, permissionless, you know, means. They, 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 they don't understand that concept. Couldn't, couldn't the same be said about a Ripple fan though? The Ripple <laughs> they don't, fan? That they, they don't understand those concepts either? Well, here, here's the thing, right? I, I spoke, to here, 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 I trade Ripple. So just, just yeah, uh, you know, exactly. would you, but would you trade the, would you trade the Facebook coin though? Would you? Uh, I, I would mean, trade it as an opportunity to make money. I, I don't discriminate. Like, like when I was stating stocks, you know, I don't discriminate against any stocks. Okay, I mean, this, this, this is the thing. The, the, the positives, I, you're being hardcore about these people, but in the end, if someone is promoting Facebook coin, let them compete. It will bring more people into the space. It will create it will. more traders, won't no, it? No, no, no. I, I don't. I don't disagree. If you ask me, hey Ty, is Libra Coin going? Facebook Coin going to bring more people? Absolutely, it'll bring more people. But I'm not over here jumping for joy and ecstatic about it. I'm not yeah. jumping for joy just because you know. So some of these people are like, you know, it was like, hey, this is going to be like the new wave or the next. This is what's going to take it public. You know, hey, you know what, what's going to take uh, crypto to the next level is when people stop fighting and arguing about their favorite coin and work to move the entire industry forward and let the market determine what coin they want to use. Well, and, that, and I would say, it. you know, I would say it's funny because you could argue that if Facebook hadn't come up with Libra, would Congress have even had a hearing? So the fact that we had a hearing, regardless of what you think of Libra, is a pretty, pretty awesome deal, right? Because now it's on the public stage. Now, at least the the idea of quote unquote adoption, everybody now knows what a cryptocurrency is. But, you know, it's funny, I, I was responding to one of Charlie Shrem's tweets, I think it was even today, and he said, who do you trust with your data? Or who do you trust with your banking? The big financial system or big techs? And I'm like, LOL, there's no third option, right? And so it's like, is it the same boss, uh, new boss, same as the old boss, right? So there's definitely, there's always going to be a positive side. It's just like, kind of as you're saying, we can look at the positives, but we need to understand as a community that that doesn't mean there's not negatives. Like, it doesn't mean 
Okay, so we got in front of Congress, but that doesn't change, say, Facebook's mission for a power grab. So we need to be aware of that and maybe even step up our own game, right? Because now we can go to people and say, okay, so here's this Libra, this Libra cryptocurrency, but why is another cryptocurrency better, right? Why is a actually decentralized system better, right? Um, yeah. Well, I'm going to say, I want to, I want to get, I want to get your opinion. Ty, are we putting the government, you've dealt with the government so much in your life, man. Are we putting them on a pedestal here? Or are we giving them too much yeah, power? To me, to me, these people are fake crypto enthusiasts, man. They're, they're fake crypto enthusiasts because here they are, here they are, they're supporting, you know, decentralization, immutability, permissionless. And all of a sudden they go, oh, we want the government involved. You know, you, you, you can't ask for that. The, the system was designed to operate out, you know, outside the government. That doesn't mean it's designed to break the law or anything. It's designed to be an alternative to what we currently have. Hey, I don't like it when the government's inflating my money or your money or all the people's money uh, in the country or in the world and, and robbing. You know, when they inflate the money, they're basically just stealing from us. You know, and we, most people don't understand simple math. That's why they don't realize that. Okay. Well, and I but, I would draw a difference just between like fake and new though, because I do want like a lot of people, Libra is the first time they're going to be hearing about cryptocurrency, right? And so but that's and, why. And, and you know what? It's not, that's not true. It's not the first time they've heard about cryptocurrencies. And first of all, let, let's, just, let's just correct something here. Facebook coin is not a cryptocurrency. It is a digital payment system that's no different than Vimo or, or Venmo or is no different than PayPal or any of the other uh, fiat currency systems that we currently use. The only difference, guys, is that it uses the clearing and settlement technology that's used in, in, in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. That's the only thing that they're doing, and that's the only reason why they're, they're getting away with calling it a cryptocurrency. That's not a cryptocurrency. A cryptocurrency does not require your identity or permission to go use it. It doesn't matter if you're using Bitcoin or any coin. I've got a closing, okay? I've got a closing question on this uh, topic, though. Ty, do you think they're going to be able to make it? That, that Will Libra actually exist one day? And if it does, are there going to be a lot more corporate coins like this? Of course, it's going to be able to exist, man. They got a ton of money to back them up. They got like 20 companies or so with billions of dollars to back up their project. Why wouldn't they be able to succeed? You know, people keep forgetting, man, that money is what makes a lot of these things work. You know, if, if Bitcoin, you know, the, the one advantage we have with Bitcoin is that, you know, it's supposed it's not supposed to be decentralized. Right. But the problem with that is that we don't have like money pouring into engineers to help build out the network at a faster rate. Like the, the rate at which software gets built, like at Apple, at Google, at Facebook, at Instagram, places like these software gets built quickly. OK. In Bitcoin, you don't have a, a centralized place where money gets poured in so it takes a little bit of time and plus there's a security issue to make sure people don't lose their coins and their wallets and stuff so because of that it, the software moves the upgrades and everything moves along a lot slower right for security reasons and for the lack of funding reasons when you got 20 billion dollar multi-billion dollar company pouring their engineers pouring their money in together to build the the quote-unquote ultimate fake cryptocurrency you bet you they're gonna get it to, to work you know, you don't, I mean, don't, 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 but the lobbying will work and they will, and will, will we see uh, other companies do the same thing, able to lobby Why the government? They? Okay. There's, there's one thing when it comes to the law of money. If it works, everybody's going to start doing it. All right. Let, let's hear, Samuel, you know about lobbying, I, I believe. Uh, do you think, uh, 
Facebook is going to get approved by the government eventually for having their own cryptocurrency. I mean, approved by the government? Okay, so that's a different question. That I don't know. Is Libra going to come about? Is Libra going to happen? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's funny, like uh, these these tech giants, these tech oligarchs are some of the largest lobbying forces in D.C. now, right? Um, so, of course, Libra regardless, is going to be competing with the U.S. dollar. So I have a hard time believing the U.S. government is going to give any formal stamp of approval. They may try to ensnare it in some kind of regulatory framework that currently exists. But um, I think the larger picture is, is, the, is the institutional weakness that we see, not just in the United States, but globally. Right? I think you see broader financial institutions that are not at their apex, not their strongest point. And you're seeing some of these larger tech companies say, hey, we could do that, right? We could actually come in. This is now our opportunity to come in and have a power grab, right? And we already know, just look at Google or look at Alphabet, right? Alphabet is now, after, after certain governments, the number one lobbying force in Washington, right? Uh, they are just financially through money and so, I see it just as another way of political involvement. Um, I see it kind of as a co-opt. So uh, is the U.S. government going to accept it? I don't know. Is Facebook going to lobby to look at the guidelines of regulations and try to under the radar change those to conform to certain standards? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. All right. All right. Very good. All right, guys. There's a, you, some unique takes on this. Pound that like button. We're going to move on here. And we're going to go to a Taizen tweet here. This is right in his uh, wheelhouse. I highly recommend staying away from hit BTC at oh, this time man. because you never know if you can withdraw your coins from their exchange or not. I do not see any reason why you cannot withdraw popular coins such as Steam and Tezos. You mentioned some other ones. So what, Ty, you, you deal with every exchange. Uh, and <laughs> what, what what's going on? I've heard... Hippie DC, uh, I know, has done some shady things. What's what's going on? If you're look, look, look. Um, if you have coins, I'm, I'm gonna share some really expensive lessons with your audience. Okay? <laughs> Stay away from hit BTC. Okay. Stay away from hit BTC. Now you guys know I'll trade any coin. You know, uh, as long as it's not BitConnect or one coin. Okay. I'll trade any <laughs> coin uh, outside those two coins. But check this out, man. I haven't, it's, you know, I've been in trading since like uh, 2012, 2013. You guys haven't heard me say bad about too many exchanges, man. I don't remember saying anything bad about any exchange, man. So, you know, some of it are really fishy, but, you know, to each his own. But hit BTC, man, you have got to stay away from it. Here's the thing, man. Pull your coins off hit BTC. Look at your portfolio. If you have any coins that are listed only on hit BTC, Man, send it over there, sell it, convert it to a coin that can be removed and withdrawn from the exchange, and just, just, hey, just take a loss on that coin and be done with, man. Because What's, the stuff that they do over there is 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 just beyond, in my opinion, beyond shady and, and beyond just, you know, like they, and check their monitor and monitor their status page. They have a status page that tells you what coins can be deposited, which coins can be withdrawn, and and make sure that you just. Deposit there, sell it, convert it to a coin that says that it can be withdrawn on their status page and just never just don't touch any coins or listed there only and don't touch the, them when possible, man. You know, I mean, what do you, what and, do you think is going on? Are they practicing fractional reserve? Or, I mean, do they have what they say I they have? 
coins, man. One is that one is that they don't have the coins that they're they're, they're letting people trade. So the, basically, they're letting like for, I'm gonna use us three as an example. Basically, we each deposit uh, a coin, and somehow they don't have enough to cover everybody's coins. So they'll, you know, this is my opinion. Okay, this is not, uh, you know, I don't have evidence of this, but pretty much every exchange that we have ever traded on has gone out of business since we started trading, except for Coinbase and 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 uh, except for Coinbase. And Bitstamp, I think, but all the other exchanges that we ever traded on in the past seven years, they've all been out of business. And and there are signs that that it's coming, it's coming. You know, we we see the the signs. You know, we've lost a bunch of money on on most of these exchanges that we we you know we traded on. So we we I see the signs. You know, I, okay, I, I see so the, the, the the the. You the remember scale. you remember BTC E, don't you? Yes, we we lost money on that. Uh, the first exchange we lost money on was. Well, besides Mount Gox was a uh, Cripsy. Cripsy, Cripsy. Yeah. Paul Vernon, you listen to this? Hey, man. Did you, you ever see? come to Vietnam, man? Hey, you might. I'm gonna have a word with you, buddy. <laughs> I'm you guys, know right now, Paul Vernon. If you're listening to this, hey, you better hope you never run across me in Ho Chi Minh City, in Vietnam, or in Bangkok, or in Thailand, or in Southeast. If you better hope you never run across me outside the U.S., buddy, because I'm gonna say hello to you. <laughs> I think that dude's. I think that dude's hiding in China, actually. Isn't yeah. From what I think, but this, the point is this: you you are a mega trader, obviously. So you you're saying, despite your all your knowledge, you get burnt by these uh, exchanges. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty cautious, man. You know, even check this out. Even on their status page, they'll say that this coin can be traded and this coin can be withdrawn, and you finish making the trade and you can't withdraw it. Well, here's the thing. You've been burnt. You you can you can see the signs when something's going to go BTC E yeah. and just yeah. disappear. Why don't you uh, then trade only on the uh, regulated ones? Because now there's a there's a different. We can talk about this. There's a different. Because, I mean, there's the regulated and the unregulated now. I mean, what do you? Well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's no regulated crypto exchange. Coinbase. That there's no regulated crypto exchange, and, well, and I. What's Coinbase then? What's Coinbase? We registered with FinCEN before Coinbase did. Our company registered with FinCEN about almost a year before Coinbase did. Okay, but they're still they are in, they are approved by the government. They're approved by the government. No, no, no they're not. Who who said no. they're, they're regulated? Who, who said they approved? I mean, they, uh, yes, there's, they, there's, there's no jurisdiction that, that 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 you go to to get approved. New York. No, 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 no. You you follow and you comply. Like just because you register with FinCEN, which is the financial crimes enforcement uh, organization that's responsible for that, just because you register, we register with them. What, we what's the New York the license? What's the what's the license called they give out in New York? The, uh, the guy that ran that place, he made up this BS licensing, and then he required everybody to do it, and then he became a consultant for it after he. Yeah, left. he Okay, but still, there's like 17 companies in the United States that have that license. That's what I'm do. talking about. They, they, they do. But just because yes. you are licensed, it's not like the New York Stock Exchange or the NASDAQ Exchange. That's a regulate. That means that they have to, you know, the, the, the people can come in there and inspect okay. them. I should have said regulated. I should have said licensed. So yeah, you don't find yeah. a difference because the when, when you're licensed like Coinbase, you're giving the IRS every single bit of information they have. Okay. They give the IRS anything the IRS wants. So that means that 
there, there's a certain level of stability over there. Uh, at we, 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 we have to do that. We have to do that. If that I'm not saying you don't have to do that, but that's what I'm saying. If you're dealing with something like uh, hit BTC, that doesn't exist at all. That, that that. So I mean, why don't you stick with the ones that have the licenses that are more uh, government compliant? Government compliant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, now, now that I will agree with. When you say that, like, why don't I stick with the, the, the exchanges that that make an effort to be government compliant? Yes. The reason is because some of the coins that I bought several years ago, that's the only exchange that lists them, that has them listed now. Because some of the American exchanges, like like Poloniex, is an American exchange, and they're removing a lot of coins so that U.S. customers cannot trade it no more. Bittrex is doing the same thing, and then Binance. Is 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 uh, is it's on its way to do the same thing too. So a lot of these exchanges are removing coins, and if if I bought those coins four or five years ago, and HitBTC is the only coin the exchange that 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 has them on there, right? And, and here's another thing too, I did some research on like over 200 coins with hardware wallet support, and during that process, I discovered you know we I went through all these coins that were listed, and the coins that were listed on HitBTC. They they rarely survived. The the ones most of the ones that, that I bought in 2017 or 2016 or 2015, and now the only exchange that lists them is HitBTC. Most of those did not make it past the bear markets. All right, right. Let, let, so I, I, I want to get Samuel's take on this. We're talking about bit licenses, um, and this I think this is a good segue into your Florida Blockchain uh, Business Association because you do do some uh, lobbying of the government, don't you? Yeah, so I lobby on the on the state level. Okay, so or, I should say educate. Okay, that's that's important. That's important to to say because when you're dealing with people on the state level, they're going to point out these issues. Like they're all my my constituents are losing money on these foreign exchanges. Everything should be uh, everything needs a bit license. What's what's your take on all this? The difference well, between. I mean, specifically in Florida, we haven't had too much of that problem. So back in 2017, during kind of the the height of the ICO, right? Um, our CFO, our chief financial officer, made a statement that was very negative, saying we need consumer protections and that he was setting up a crypto czar um, to specifically regulate the industry. Luckily, uh, we cut in on that. Um, he never ended up setting up a crypto czar. And what we kind of did was we, we created a bill that sets up a blockchain task force to look into cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology and its use cases. And that that'll be appointed by various people in government. So we kind of co-opted that and said, you know, hold on, right? Before we make any moves, we need education. And they were fortunate enough to recognize that they didn't know anything about the issue, right? Um, so hopefully this task force that we're creating here in Florida is going to be a vehicle for some really awesome legislation next legislative session. But, you know, if, if you talk about like trading and, and different um, platforms, I mean, some of these people, uh, don't even use email, right? So we try to be as simple and straightforward as possible. So they may see, they may see scams or or hear about scams, but and we're not we're not blind to the negative sides of, of certain risks when people are investing their own money. But the question is, is it any different than what people do today, right? I mean, is it any different than investing in the stock market? Is it any different than this, that, or the other thing? It's the common thing is. Bitcoin is used for money laundering. I mean, a U.S. dollar is far more useful for that kind of activity. So uh, we try to address those issues and, and obviously just try to promote here's where the innovation is. 
All right, let me, let's hear some more about what you guys do, the Florida Blockchain Business Association. Now, some people get turned off when they hear things like, like oh, another blockchain organization. What, it, it sounds very corporate, very, very uh, statist in a way. What, what do you guys do? What's the goal? And what, what is the uh, status? Uh, how big is Bitcoin and, and crypto in, in Florida, would you say? That's oh. it. It's pretty awesome. I mean, so originally, yeah, the name was like one of the biggest debates because a lot of people wanted us to either do Bitcoin or blockchain in the name. And so at the very beginning, I was like, let's just do blockchain for now. You know, we can see what comes down the road. But essentially, I pride myself in being a lot different than a, than a lot of uh, 501c6s, trade organizations. My whole goal was I've been all around the state of Florida. We have four very large metropolitan areas, but they were all siloed off. They all have separate meetups, all doing their own thing. No matter what city you go to in Florida, everyone says, I want my city to be the blockchain capital of the world, which is awesome. Um, so I said, what if we took all those people who are already doing the work, already have the passion put in, and then we focus that through an organization to be politically active, right? So that's exactly what we do. So we have... Uh, chapters and organizations in every major metropolitan area in Florida, uh, some of the smaller ones like the Sarasota, Bradenton area and there in Tallahassee. And I essentially tell people, I say, keep hosting meetups, but let's start getting your members of which some of them have 100, 200 people who attend in person. Let's start educating them about Florida's political process. How can we get them involved? How can we get them to our capital advocating not just a state level, but also for their community? So, I mean, just the other day, we have what are called legislative delegations. So, you know, take, for example, Palm Beach County. Palm Beach County has a legislative delegation, I believe, coming up in August and September. And that is where every politician in the Palm Beach area comes to literally just listen to feedback from people in the Palm Beach area. So we engage with our Palm Beach chapter. We tell them, go promote your city, talk about crypto, talk about Bitcoin, talk about our organization. Because when it comes to January and February, when Florida has its 60-day legislative session, they'll know who we are. They'll know we're local to your area. It'll be more personal. And we're promoting, when we're promoting very friendly legislation, they know they can trust us. They know who we are. So even though we are 501c6, I like to, like, I'm a president, but I consider myself a political organizer more than anything. And that's kind of my passion. That's what I enjoy doing. Okay. Okay. This is interesting. Now, I mean, you've heard about uh, other states that are uh, trying to position themselves to be very uh, crypto centric, like Wyoming, I guess. Uh, it seems like a, a state like that, it's much easier to do because there's so few people. Florida's got a gigantic population. What is the long-term goal here for, for, for your group and Florida? Just so that the government enacts some, the state just, there's no overreach by the state. Is that the, is that the goal maybe? Well, I mean, obviously my goal, I'm a passionate Floridian. I want Florida to be the place in the industry to be, right? We're the 17th, I believe we're the 17th largest economy in the world. We're the third most populous state, fourth most largest economy within the United States. So I always say like Wyoming has cows, we have people, right? Which super huge props to Wyoming for being able to do what they do. Part of the reason they are able to do that is because um, like we have a lot of financial institutions in Florida who are obviously uh, would not like some of Wyoming's legislation, right? So that's kind of the, the trade-off. We have the influence, especially on the federal level to really be a mover and shaker. But because we're that much higher up, it's harder to actually get legislation through, right? But I think Florida is already a low tax, low regulation environment. 
I think a lot of our politicians, when when as they learn more, will will really enjoy blockchain and cryptocurrency and kind of the innovation that they could bring. Um, so that's kind of my goal is is pushing that and see where we can go. You're not just about lobbying either. You're about marketing uh, or, or increasing brand awareness of cryptocurrency through the to the people too, right? Just to yeah, absolutely. That's why I mean. Uh, we work with so many different meetups. I mean, so I did some quick research. You can go up on meetup.com. And if you Google blockchain or crypto or Bitcoin meetups in the state of Florida, there's at least 15,000 people or more registered in Florida meetups like that, right? And so that was part of my idea is, man, what if we could get all of these people politically active? Whether that's just talking to their city, county, or state legislatures just to say, hey, by the way, I have a job in this industry. If you pass something like New York did, you're literally killing my business, right? And a lot of politicians, the thing is, uh, I, I know we like to beat up on them, but a, a lot of them just don't know, right? So they would have yeah. said, I had no idea there's a family that literally makes money off of this internet money that I hear on the web, right? And so when we can actually give them a tangible person and say, by the way, you're killing this person's job with any bad regulation it hits home all right you you I, I like that just that you're increasing brand awareness so that the people who have no clue about it will soon understand like wait a second this is people's lives are depending on this let's not uh treat it like it's some dirty horrible thing like we like we treated the internet in 1993. all right i do i want to say here's a broad question for both of you is it still early samuel you know, yeah, that's a great question because define early, right? I mean, yeah, we just said the so, so many people in the government don't even know where it is. So I would say yes, of course. Well, I don't want to answer for you. I mean, is is the internet still early? I mean, you could argue. I mean, we still have politicians today who really don't understand how the internet functions in in basic ways, right? So does that mean the internet's early? I mean, and, and once again, I can't expect a politician to know it all. And when you have something like the internet that's constantly innovating, crypto and blockchain is that times 10, right? I mean, the, the cryptocurrency of yesterday is not the cryptocurrency of today, right? When I'm arguing and talking about Bitcoin today, I'm gonna have to change my arguments in a year or two, right? I mean, so I think I think the more we, the Ironically, the more me, we mature, the newer we will be because there's always something new to learn, right? So now I'm having to kind of talk to some politicians about Lightning Network, right? Because that's going to change the game. It's a completely new uh, technology, um, at least a layer on top of the Bitcoin uh, blockchain. So just as an example, right? I have to do that for a lot of cryptocurrencies. But now, right, I have to find the politicians who... I think get Bitcoin and blockchain and say, hey, by the way, now there's this new thing called Lightning Network, which is going to kind of change the game within that realm, right? So it's it's ever evolving. So I think in one sense, we will always be early. All right. Tizen, what's your take on is it early still? Oh, uh, man, it's so early right now. It's unbelievable. It's like we're in like kindergarten of crypto, man. You know, I mean, like people think that just because Bitcoin got to $20,000, you know, this market is still small, man. It's not even... That will we, you know, people think that right now we're at a 270 billion market cap. Man, our team projects that this is going to get to a five trillion dollar market cap. If gold can be at a seven or eight trillion dollar market cap and you can't even send it to anybody, how valuable is that for crypto to be? And you can actually send it to somebody and splice it up into a hundred million pieces and send it across the internet to somebody. How valuable is that? Even if, if, if you know, we, we got. 
you know, people argue in, in this civil war between, you know, whether Bitcoin is a store of value or if it's electronic cash or whatever, you know, let's just say that, you know, let, let, let's just say that it's a, a, a uh, that, that, you know, the, the, the Bitcoin maximalists are right. And it's a store of value. If, if gold is a store of value and it's a $7 billion market cap, how, how, I mean, how, how valuable is Bitcoin if it's also a store of value and you can transfer it to another human being without permission? Gold to no, baby, yes. You know, yes. Like, like, you know, just, just, just think about the size of that. How, how valuable is that to you that I can take this gold and just punch a few buttons, your address on it, and send it across to you on the internet? I can't do that with this gold chain. I can't yeah. do that. It's a nice but I can do that with, with Bitcoin or with crypto. You know what I'm saying? Uh, actually, you, you, so, bring up an, you bring up a very interesting topic about gold we're here. Early. We're early. Yeah. We're, we're early. We we are we are what what's your take on gold, Ty? Is it over for gold? I have no take on gold. There, there's no time to look at gold. If, if there's no time to look at look look look, there's, there's only a few asset classes in the world right now. There's stocks, there's bonds, there's commodities such as gold and oil, right? There there's you know there, there's there's commodities, the edible commodities such as coffee and beans, soybeans and, and things like that, pork bellies and stuff. If you're in crypto. To have long-term wealth. I mean, if, if you want long-term wealth, you want money, you want some life-changing money, you cannot jack around with these ancient asset classes that require permission, that require you to be an accredited investor, that require you to have a $25,000 minimum, that requires you to be 18 years old, and all this other stupid nonsense, okay? The world needs to, you know, the crypto is going to eliminate all that. There's people in Africa. There's people in Southeast Asia. There's people in my fishing village, man. They ain't got time Dude. to be an accredited investor. The, the, you know, most of the, the, the 100 million people that's in Vietnam right now where I live is, do not qualify to be an accredited investor. So you're going to leave those people out? You, you, you mean those people can't afford you, – you can't allow those people to invest their money where they want to? You know, to, to me, that's nonsense, man. So how valuable that – how valuable is it? to the world to have an asset class where you don't have to be 18 years old to, to invest into it. You, you, you don't need no government permission or any human being's permission to transfer it to another human being, right? And you know it's safe. You know that if you use, if you follow the proper security procedures, you know, and, and protect your private keys, that's not gonna get hacked. It's not like credit cards and fiat currencies where billions of dollars get hacked every day, okay? And credit cards and stuff. I mean, you, you so, have so this, how, how valuable that, you know, you if we're going to a $5 trillion market cap, we're, we're only in $270 billion, man. That is nothing. This is like, we're, we're not even in the, the pre-kindergarten of the pre-kindergarten. All right. Well, I want to say about asset classes. You really broke it down because a lot of people ask me like, well, should I diversify in the gold? Should I diversify? No, no, you, 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 just, you just said it. Crypto, Bitcoin is the top asset class out there. Why mess with the... Uh, yeah, well, why, why would you mess with it? If you drive a Ferrari, do you need to go buy a Honda Civic? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> that is nice, man. Pound that light button. Why would you do that? Why, why, why would you be that retarded to do something like that? Someone should take a clip of him say, make a clip of that, someone. That, that was great. The Ferrari. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> You know, it, it, you check this out. So all our check this out. I'm checking. Our, we we have a, a, a SEC attorney, a former SEC prosecutor, a former FINRA prosecutor, review all our products before we release it to the public. You know, our paid products, and check this out. He went through the slides where we talked about Bitcoin going up like several million percent, like several million percent, 
right? And in every slide that we had where we showed that Bitcoin went up several million percent, he was like, uh, is this correct? Like, you, you can't be like, you know, putting this out there like that. You can get in trouble, you know, because, you know, this guy is a former prosecutor. But you, and we, we sat down, we said, you know, if you take like, you know, $15,000 divided by the, the, the 10 cents that it was traded on, you know, at Mount Gox back at, you know, that, that, that several million percent, you know, and he's, you know, sitting there punching on the calculator, you know, and tried it again and came out with the same numbers. You know, and, and so when you got an asset class that grows like that, why would you jack around with something else? Well, then let's hear Samuel. What's, what's your take on these other asset classes? Is it is big? Is it is crypto? Is Bitcoin all all for you? Well, right. This is not financial advice, but obviously, okay. yeah. I mean, I I think he's pretty spot on on a lot of things. But obviously, what gold's a, a funny example because I tell people all the time we've already had a, a worldwide universal currency that used to be gold, right? It used to be that if you were in Asia, Europe, Africa, or South America, gold meant something. But what's the government or governments around the world done is they've said we're going to regulate the absolute crap out of it, right? And so now, yeah, you can't. Where can you go? Can I go and buy groceries with gold now? No, absolutely not. So that that's one of the advantages you have with something like Bitcoin is now it because of the internet, because of cryptography, it is a lot harder if if possible at all to regulate, right? And so I definitely think, I mean, people who think about diversifying in the gold, I mean. You can diversify whatever you want to. But me personally, no, I, I don't see any reason to, right? Because obviously, where's all the gold now? It's in government warehouses, right? It's either owned by the Federal Reserve, owned by the, I mean, Russia has been buying a ton of gold uh, in the past few years, right? And those are all kept in just giant government institutions for a specific reason, right? And that's so people like us can't have it, right? Bitcoin Man, like you said, you can be you can be 11 and own your first Bitcoin, right? Nobody can control that. As long as you got one of these guys, right? As long as you got a smartphone, who's going to be able to stop uh, that source of value? Which I think is incredibly important. And even gold at its at its height as a currency, I don't think was able to do that, right? Um, so it definitely is the next wave. I mean, people can choose to invest in whatever they invest for. But uh, Ty, I think you're spot on. Here's my question for both of you. I got, I got a question that ties into this because we're world reserve currency is the dollar. And I talked about this, I think, on my show yesterday or the day before. Bitcoin will end up the world reserve currency. I, no. Uh, okay. No. Who said no? Ty said that. No. All right. Let, let's no. hear Ty's take and then... Uh, Okay, look, well, we, you know, one thing that people respect about our channel, respect with a K, okay, respect about our channel is that we live in a reality world. We don't live, we don't trade or invest in fantasy, okay? And by the way, the 11-year-old that you're talking about, if you have a Bitcoin out there and you're 11 years old, man, you are part of the 1% of the 1% already. So don't <laughs> let nobody tell you to un, un, let go of that Bitcoin if you, you have one Bitcoin right now at 11 years old. You are way ahead. You are freaking two lifetimes ahead of me already if, if you're doing that okay but anyway people gotta remember something man the the u.s the fiat currencies of each country are protected by that country okay and and we can have these fantasies about and i've said this so many times man we can have these fantasies about what bitcoin can do and what crypto can do you know but the reality is man there are fleets of aircraft carriers that sail around the world protecting the U.S. dollar. Are you jacked with the U.S. dollar, man? And they'll come and bomb the shit out of you. They'll make up an excuse. They'll make up some kind of excuse to bomb the hell out of you, okay? 
So, and, and the thing is that people keep saying that Bitcoin is going to take over and become a, a, a world reserve currency. Why? Why does it have to do that? No, it doesn't have to. It doesn't have yeah. to. Like, like it doesn't, it's worth $10,000. I don't give a crap about if, 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 if it's a world reserve currency. Matter of fact, it was worth $20,000 and I still didn't give a crap. And there was billions of people or, or millions of people that were trading every day that did not give one ounce of crap whether or not it was a world reserve currency. Hey, if Bitcoin can do what it's set out to do, people will use it regardless if it's a world currency or not. Right. I like, like this. I, I I agree. I like the straight I like somebody, the straight talk from Tizen here. So if somebody wants to buy my house. Hey, somebody wants to buy my house in Dallas, Texas, right now for three hundred seventy thousand dollars worth of bitcoins. I will take the bitcoins before I take the world reserve currency. As a matter of fact, I will take Dogecoin before I take the, the the U.S. dollar. Okay, because I know that once you transfer that Dogecoin to me, ain't nobody gonna take it except for me. Okay. Whereas when you transfer the U.S. dollar to my bank account, the government can still reach in there and take it. I, I okay. got this. So Sam, what's what Sam? What's your take on world reserve? Will it ever be the world reserve currency? I mean, if if Bitcoin becomes as successful as we think it is, I don't think it's far fetched to see governments saying we want to hold a certain part of it, right? Just like they're doing with gold. Um, I mean, gold had value as a currency, and there's principles behind what make a currency valuable, and Bitcoin exemplifies all of that. So as you see governments who can't manage their own currency, like in Venezuela, like in Greece, like in the U.S., like uh, practically everywhere in the world right now, I forget what our global debt is by now, but... Um, when governments very obviously can't control their own currencies responsibly and you see economies start to fail, I mean, I don't want to make any bets, but I'm curious to see if governments even have a choice to say, well, you know, if we're going to default, right, do we actually peg instead of to a dollar, right? Like Argentina did, do we peg our currency then instead of to the dollar to Bitcoin? Right. I mean, we're all assuming that the U.S. dollar will be financially stable. That's why a lot of countries have tried to peg it to the U.S. dollar and that ends up failing for a variety of reasons. But if you do, if you have this globally decentralized currency, is it far-fetched to see governments saying, what's my backup? And then instead of choosing the U.S. dollar as a backup, they choose Bitcoin, right? Is that in the near future? I don't think so. But, you know, as Bitcoin becomes a more realized economic force and it sticks around, I mean, I think it's going to be an obvious choice. They can't back themselves by gold now. I mean, they might try. That's what, I mean, you could theorize why Russia's buying as much gold as they are. But if you're a country in South America who owns very few gold stores, what's your other option? Pegging it to another fiat currency? How are you going to manage when you fail at managing your economy's money and you drive your people bankrupt? Then what do you do? Then you have to look for alternatives. I think Bitcoin could be one of those alternatives. Okay, so okay. Here, here's something that one of your viewers said that this sums it up right here. This sums it up right here. Okay, this answers it. the question that if this is if Bitcoin is ever going to become a world reserve currency, and it's it's made a comment by Mr. Barefoot Barry. He says the U.S. dollar is backed by men with guns, big guns, bigger guns than you have, bigger guns than Blockstream has, bigger guns than any Bitcoin holder has. But that's okay. so that's the assumption that like military might makes right, which isn't necessarily wrong. I don't disagree with that, but I would say like the US the US is at its apex as a hegemon, right? So we're assuming that the future is gonna look like now. 
right? Which I think is a wrong assumption. And I, you're also assuming that the U.S. has the ability to invade every single country in the world, which I also, we could try, but uh, I mean, it's limited resources, right? Okay, so I lived in the U.S. for 40 years before I went relocated back to Vietnam. Let me, let me tell you something about how the, 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 like, just from an Asian perspective, how Asia looks at crypto and things, okay? And, and, and a lot of people in America are not aware of this, okay? First of all, when we say that, you know, America can't go around and do all this, America is the best salespeople in the world. They have sold their culture and sown their culture into all these countries around the world. Maybe with the exception of a few Middle Eastern countries. So they already have this firm belief in Asia. Like where I live in Southeast Asia, the bulk of the human population is in this area. Okay. And, and people already have it set that the U.S. dollar is the strongest currency. And the other thing that you guys got to be aware of when you're listening to this in America, okay, is when, when I was in America, I, I kept asking, like, why aren't these people in Asia and all these other countries not using Bitcoin? Like, like this is so obvious. Like, it, to me, it's just so obvious. Like, your currency sucks. You know, you can't even use the U.S. dollar because the government will let you in there. Why don't you just use Bitcoin or some, you know, Ethereum or some cryptocurrency, right? And when I came over here, the big aha moment for me was this. And I used to believe what Andreas Antonopoulos used to say when I first started out my, uh, my Bitcoin and cryptocurrency career, you know, and journey back in 2012, 2013. He used to say in his videos that the countries like Venezuela, like Southeast Asia, like Africa, the third world countries are the ones that's going to adopt Bitcoin and crypto first. And it's so far from the truth. I don't see that happening. I see America adopting Bitcoin before these countries do. And here's the reason why. When you come to these countries, they don't have stocks, they don't have bonds, and that, that is like foreign to them. They don't have an, a concept of intangible assets. So when you come to Asia, the only thing that they know as an asset is two things, gold and land. Anything else is not an asset to them. Like They, they don't have a concept of that. Why, why do you think that all of a sudden I came back to Asia and wore this big old fat gold chain around my neck for when I was in America, I never wore once. Well, and the and reason people over here don't under, like when you tell them you have a million dollars worth of stocks, that means nothing to them. That means absolutely nothing to them. If, if you tell them yeah. you have a million shares of Apple stocks, that means nothing. The only thing that people believe in over here is something tangible and something that they can see with their eyes. So when you, they barely believe in the fiat currencies. So when you, like if you come to the, like the most of the countryside uh, in, in Asia, in Vietnam, in Laos, Cambodia, places like that, even though the government says that you cannot quote the price of your land in bars of gold or in grams of gold, guess what they do? They quote the price in, in bars of gold. Why? Because well, it's, tangible. It's, tangible. I, it's tangible. And I don't, and I don't disagree okay. with, with anything that you're saying. I think my point is I'm just always skeptical, like America's only been around 200 years. So I'm always skeptical of viewing the now as also the future, right? Things change and things change in our world rapidly. The current financial institutions that are set up will be different animals, will be totally different 100, 200 years from now. But so will the mindsets of certain people, right? I'm like, telling you, I'm telling you, they don't see that. Right, they don't all, right, all right, all right. We're getting, we're getting into a point where it's, yeah, I, we got, we got the points. Yeah. We got, the, let's. I want to get to the conclusion of the show right here because we're getting to the end. And I said we'd be an hour. I want to read what Robert sent $12 in the super chat. And he said, credible source says new technique is under development 
that will allow Lightning Network channels to be open without an on-chain transaction. Massive scalability improvement. Well, Robert, that seems like a quite a rumor right there. Uh, massive scalability improvements would would be nice. So uh, uh, keep me updated about that one, Robert. Thank you for the support. All right, dudes, dudes, let's get our conclusionary remarks um, since we're at the end. Uh, we'll, Ty, we'll start with you. What, what, what do you have? Uh, uh, anything that was left out? Any news you want to mention? Any promo you want to do? Anything? No, no. Just, uh, just remind everyone that um, if you're new to crypto, I would not get into buying any crypto that does not have hardware wallet support. And good, um, if, good you're in the US, if you're a U.S. customer, I would not get into any crypto that is not listed on a U.S. exchange. In other words, if you see a coin that is really juicy, nice, fat, hot, and juicy, and you really want it really that bad, and you say, man, the only way I can get it is on a non-U.S. exchange, I would not go for that. Because the problem you're going to run into is even if it goes up you know, well, there's, there's, it's really hard for you to sell that. Okay? So don't, if you're in the U.S., just stick with coins that are listed on a U.S. exchange, a reputable exchange, such as Coinbase, as Poloniex, such as Bittrex, right? Um, on the other hand, if you are a non-U.S. customer and you're getting into crypto for the first time, you have got to, to, to use a hardware wallet. Like, we have seen more people lose coins. Like, when people lose money in crypto, we've seen more people lose money by losing their coins than, than because of a bear market. So if you're new to crypto, just only stick with coins that can fit inside a ledger or a trezor. What about all the other hardware wallets? I don't care. Like we haven't ran several millions of dollars through each one of any of the other ones. We've only ran several millions of dollars and stored it in a ledger or a, a, a trezor. trezor. And those are the only ones that we are comfortable recommending to other people because we have personally stored a lot of money in those, okay? If it doesn't go into one of those, do not do it. The second thing is make sure you test small. Before you run out there and buy Bitcoins, buy $10. You transfer it to your, you might have to get like $50 worth of Bitcoins, transfer it to a hardware wallet, transfer it back to the exchange, transfer it back to the hardware wallet, and keep doing that about two dozen times until it's like so easy that you're like, what the hell was Adam Meiser and Ty talking about? This stuff is easy. And at that point, then you can buy your balance because we have seen so many people lose money just going in. I, I, there's some guys that I know of personally that went in there and bought nine, $10,000 worth of Bitcoins, sent it to the wrong address, and that was their entire life savings. Guys, do not do that. Do there you go. I have okay. said the same thing. Learn how to send a Bitcoin before you buy an altcoin. First of all, I, yeah. I don't believe you buy any altcoins, but that's your oh, point right there. That's okay. your point right there. Here's what I got to say, okay? For those people yes. that don't have a lot of money and they're starting out, it may be better, guys, to do it with like something like Dogecoin. First, because it really costs less. It's very low cost, Adam. It's low cost. If they make a mistake, it's only a two, three dollar mistake. Yeah, but you can't buy uh, you can't buy Dogecoin at Coinbase or, or Litecoin or Litecoin. Okay, just just buy like ten bucks with the Litecoin. Send fifty cents back and forth, back and forth until it's done. Because you, you know, Bitcoin it, there's like sometimes it's like a five, ten dollar transaction. So I can't even have my students even send tests with Bitcoins. They have to test with other coins before okay, they buy. Hey, with here Bitcoin. we go. We, we went through this in another video. All right, ties in. <laughs> Hey, that's the reality. Hey, I'm, I'm just, you just asked me. I just don't want people to lose their coins. 
Yes, exactly, exactly. Okay, uh, I see a lot of people lose their coins. So, well, why do you think I keep talking about the same stuff over and over? Because I keep seeing it over and over. Yes, you yes, know. Yes. So, so the other thing too, guys, is stop trying to look for a new coin. Bitcoin okay. is the next Bitcoin. <laughs> Stop looking for a new ICO. Stop looking for a new IEO. Stop looking for like if it's not in the top 100 coins, why are you looking outside of that? Like if it's like like why why even bother? Like why got, why aren't you going? You know, we've got the unique Tizen uh, perspective here. You don't hear that a lot here because he talks about all coins. I really don't. But thank you okay. very much. Thank yeah. you, Tizen, for all. I mean, it's the stuff you say don't is lose your coins. common sense. <laughs> It's very common sense stuff that people don't know. They don't know how to hold or how to send or how to do the basic yeah, things you need to do. The basic things you need yeah. to do. Uh, right. serious, just send it back and forth between your hardware wallet, yes. okay? And the other thing, and I know this is so obvious, guys, but I got to say, yes. if somebody asks you to type in the seed words to check to make sure your Bitcoins are there, please, please do not do that. No, serious. Seri no, I'm, it, no, guys, I'm serious, guys. You guys are laughing, but there are people doing this, guys, and they don't know. Damn. If, if somebody tells you, it doesn't matter who it is. If they tell you, send me your seed words and I'll check it for you, do not do that because when you send it to them, you might as well kiss your, 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 uh, uh, you might as well say goodbye because, you know, yeah, exactly. got people that are not native English speakers. So I don't want to use a kiss let's, and goodbye. Let's, let's get to Samuel's. Uh, Speaking yeah. of goodbye, his goodbyes. Now, Samuel, did we leave anything off? Are there any news stories you want to bring up? Uh, again, both these guys are linked to below. Everything I talk about in this video is linked to below. Their Twitters are below. So please follow both of them definitely. And, and, the, and the Florida organization is linked to below. If you're in the state of Florida, you want to look into that more. Uh, Samuel, the floor is yours. You can say anything. Yeah, I mean, so obviously keep an eye out for Florida in the future. We're working on a bunch of cool stuff, uh, a lot of which is preliminary, so I don't want to speak on it now, but obviously come to Florida. We're the greatest state in the union um, and got beautiful beaches that we're not going to tell you about so that you don't go to uh, the ones that are quiet. Um, but, you know, it, it, we just live in super exciting times. And if you're not politically active, uh, I would encourage you to be out, encourage you to go. I always tell people, go to your local meetup. You know, that's the best place to learn. Go and actually talk to people. I mean, you can listen to people online like we're doing now, but go and have someone help walk you through if you need it. I mean, they, we're a completely generous community. I mean, I I don't see the generosity in other communities that you see in the Bitcoin and crypto community because people love learning. They love giving. They love advocating. And and being politically involved is, is not as hard as you think it is. I mean, obviously, whether that's on a city, state, uh, county level i mean all it sometimes takes is an email and i always tell people they owe you right you help elect them they owe you a conversation they owe you a voice right and and so take advantage of that try to be informed right and if you're heavily invested in this industry i mean the only way they're going to know about it is if people like yourself step in and say you know this is what i do to make it relatable uh, and then obviously, if you have a, a crypto business, hopefully, or crypto or blockchain business, hopefully Florida is going to be the place for you to move to in the next few years. Wow, guys, there was a lot said on today's show. We had some, we had a political, again, I don't usually talk about politics in, in terms like this on the Saturday show, I sometimes do. But again, uh, one thing that Sam was just pointing out to real life. Meet some people in real life sometimes. It's fun. You know, you could waste a lot of time yelling and screaming on Twitter. But uh, networking in uh, real life, maybe at the uh, Boca 
uh, meetup. I, I, I spoke at that one. And uh, you're in motion. You'll meet dudes. You'll make business connections. You'll maybe get some more Bitcoin. Who knows what will happen? So, dudes, be in motion. Thanks a lot, Tizen and Samuel, for being on the show today. Samuel Arms. Check them out below. Pound that like button. Bang that bell button if you need a reminder when we go live. This show is every single Friday is the This Week in Bitcoin show. Next Friday will be August. And YouTube has sent out a warning that they're not doing Google Hangouts anymore starting August 1st. So I don't know. I don't know how's it, how this show is going to work. Oh, uh, I'm I, I, am re I am researching it. We're going to see how this works. Um, obviously, the show will continue. I don't know if it'll be interviews. We shall see. Don't want to scare anybody. But again, disruptmeister.com, techbalt.com, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T on Twitter. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Bang that bell button, like I said before. Subscribe to the channel. Like the video. Shabbat shalom. Thank you, everyone. I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye, everyone. See you.